Bringing you the top stories from Bonners Ferry to St. Mary's and everywhere in between, this is the North Idaho PrepCast with Ryan Skaggs. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, your weekly breakdown for everything districts one and two in the state of Idaho. Brandon Bainey joined by Ryan Skaggs. We took a little time off for spring break. Ryan, how you doing? I'm doing well, even though my kid's not on spring break until next week. So who could have a visitor in next week's show? <laughs> uh, there you go. Well, it's it's so weird because over in East and West Idaho, they're on spring break this week, but up North, they wait a week, huh? Yeah. Yeah. We're not on spring break till next week. Although today, I mean, it's like 60 degrees and sunny, so I'll take it. So yeah, I can't complain about that too much. So um, the nice thing is that at this time of year, it's always a coin flip as to whether teams from the North can actually begin spring sports no, it was snowing like a week ago <laughs> right and and over in east idaho it's kind of the same story but i i think you know now that we're at the tail end of march i think every spring sport every school at least has been able to get one competition whether it's one track meet one game one match something on the table right and when in doubt you head to lewiston like everybody else does i guess <laughs> <laughs> I know that like half the CILs play like Grangeville and half the white pine league have played their baseball and softball games in Lewiston so far this year. So, um, and then Lewiston had a huge track meet last week and yeah, so the Valley has been popping, I guess. Yeah. Well, and I noticed some of the, some of the baseball teams went over to Washington to compete Mm -hmm. as well. There was a tournament in Aceton, Am I saying that right? Asseton? No, you are not. That no. is a Soton. Yeah. A Soton and if you you're from a Soton, there's no way. And it's just Soton. I'm a Clarkson <laughs> kid. So like I grew up in a Soton County. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's a Soton. <laughs> you could, you could tell my Washington uh, knowledge is limited. Or you get like the NSFW warning. If you say that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. A Soton. There was, the, <laughs> there was a big tournament in a Soton that, uh, or a Fino and Kellogg were at. And I know, uh, the 5A schools have been playing some of the Spokane area schools as well. So, so let's start there. Baseball and softball. Uh, this is, you know, this is always kind of the big marker where fans really start paying attention because those two huge spring break tournaments for baseball and softball are taking place in the Boise Valley this weekend. Baseball actually started today. Softball will start tomorrow. And so for for casual fans around the state, this is when it they really start tuning in. Yeah, yeah. And uh you know, you look at some of the teams that are that are competing down there too. I mean, you've got like Lakeland and Moscow, and uh, Coeur d'Alene, you know, and Lewiston taking place down there. Um, although I didn't see the games on who Coeur d'Alene or Lewiston are playing, but I saw Lakeland and and Moscow's games. But um, you know, Lakeland getting a draw where they're playing Emmett, Boise, Nampa Christian, and Ridgeview. Uh, you got Moscow taking on Century, Jerome, Fruitland, and Skyline. So I think the Bears got a pretty difficult draw, but they got actually have a pretty talented team. Um, they they have a youth movement going on that they've got some young dudes on that team that can they can absolutely rake. So um, I would think Moscow and, and Lakeland have you know a fairly competitive season and in standpoint in their own right too. They've got some players of their own, and um, I was actually trading messages with with Jason Elliott from the Coeur Press last week about some of the local players, and um, there's some some dudes that are that are playing baseball up here in, in Kootenai County and, and North that are going to be pretty darn successful. And they've got, you know, um, you got what CJ, CJ Sharples from post falls and Tyson Rutherford 
Uh, Ryan Schneider, Coeur signed with Belmont. So you got some like a D1 player there. Uh, Cooper Larson and uh, a few other kids that are taking place that are playing in the next level. So there's some dudes out here in North Idaho. And you look at Lewiston's team and they're absolutely stacked. And, and you know, the Valley is just a factory for baseball. If you look at, you know, the history of Lewis Clark State College, um, you know, with these teams heading down south, I think it's a good early test to kind of see where you're at before you head to state uh, later in the year. But it's gonna—I think it'll be super competitive. Yeah, and uh, we should mention as well on our website, IdahoSports.com. This is our spring preview week. Uh, Monday we had a, a lacrosse preview. Tuesday we had we had the track and field. Wednesday, yesterday was tennis. Thursday we're recording this on Thursday afternoon. Our our state baseball preview is up, and tomorrow will be state softball. Provided I can finish writing that when we are finished up here. That's what I got on the agenda today, Ryan. Um, oh, that's but, awesome. But uh, all your spring sports preview coverage uh, is right there on our website, IdahoSports.com. And yeah, you mentioned Tyson Rutherford. I think from Post Falls has the potential to really dominate this year he he turned in some really electric starts on the mound last year for the trojans but of course post falls went into districts as the top dog and and didn't get to state it was court lane that got there and uh lake city was the other team that was in the mix you know and lake city's had a rough start they're zero and three right now i mean they've played some tough teams out of the greater spokane league so they haven't had any easy draws necessarily playing, I think, Mead, Mount Spokane, and Shadle Park. So they've had some decent competition already. Um, you know, you look at Lewis and they're 4-0 and they spanked Central Valley from Spokane, which is a really good team. Um, and then they swept Coeur d'Alene in a doubleheader, 7-3 and 10-6. Lewiston, in my, my, in my mind, might be the favorite just as far as complete lineup. I don't know what their bullpen's like necessarily, but uh, we know Post Falls obviously has the dominant starter, but um, can they put it together in the infield behind him and, um, you know, get that batting order rolling? Yeah. Cruz Hepburn and company leading that Lewiston, uh, baseball. <laughs> There's some dudes on that team. Yeah. I mean, you know, those names and they're, uh, they're good. And that, that, like I said, that town's a factory and you'll see a couple of those guys playing for probably for LC next year. So. Definitely. And then, yeah, you mentioned, uh, some of the lower levels for baseball, you know, three, a two, a really haven't got gotten going too much we talked about we talked about kellogg went over to a soton and went and played in that tournament um nice nice job there <laughs> thank you I, th I think bonners ferry is probably still the favorite uh in in the iml the intermountain league um yeah 2a you know that's wide open to me grangeville was so good last year but they graduated almost everybody st uh, mary's might be sneaky they got a couple yeah. young guys they got a little flamethrower of a pitcher that had 11 strikeouts the other night against priest river so he only pitched five innings and then they ended up sneaking out the win but um yeah i think st mary's is a team that, to keep an eye on as, as somebody flying under the radar um but yeah that, that conference is wide open yeah and then of course there's the white pine league which is like honestly they get three spots to state and any of the teams in the league are capable of getting one of those three spots. But yeah. I think you have to give the nod to Genesee, the defending 1A champs, and Prairie and Kamii. They were the other. Potlatch is going to be in the mix too. So yeah. and Potlatch has a really good baseball tradition historically, mm -hmm. right? They, they've had yeah. a couple of down years by their standards. But um, I, I think right now, initially, I still give the nod to those three teams that got to state last year, Prairie, Kamii, and of course, Genesee. But man, that's going to be a wide open league. We just saw Prairie. Uh, lost their first game of the season uh, in softball four to three to Clearwater Valley. And so I, I think 
baseball and softball are both going to be very unpredictable. Now. Well, I mean, Prairie and baseball, they're, they're averaging, they haven't had a game, I believe, other than their one loss under 13 runs. So their, uh, their ability to score runs is there, you know, the defense and pitching behind it, you know, is yet to be seen. I mean, I you know they won beat Florida Valley 13, three Cami, 13 to six and Lapway 19 to four. So, you know, they're beating one of the better teams in the league, 13 to six. That says something about the pirates and, and their baseball team this year. Yeah. And I, and I was uh, broadcasting the one, a state baseball tournament last year in Orofino. And I'll tell you this, whichever team can keep base runners off the base paths is the team that's going to be most successful. And that's walks and errors because yeah. there just aren't a lot of guys that are going to smash it over the fence at, at the one, a level. It's going to be a lot of stuff on the infield bloopers to the outfield and whoever can keep base runners off, off the bases is going to be the most successful team. So. Yeah. So if you hear like some weird noises in the background, I can literally see my dog jumping up, trying to look at me through the window from it. <laughs> that's funny. That's, that's good. <laughs> Normally she's asleep on the floor next to me, but right now she's like going crazy outside. So excuse that. <laughs> well, spring, spring weather, right? Finally get to yep. go outside and enjoy the sunshine a little bit. Okay. So let's talk about softball. Uh, because there's a lot of good quality softball teams up north as well. I mentioned yeah. Prairie uh, just had their season opener against Clearwater Valley last night um, in the White Pine League. I really do think Potlatch probably the favorite. They went into state last year, I thought, as the overall favorite. They got knocked out by Glens Ferry right away, but Glens Ferry went on to win the whole thing, and Potlatch yeah. battled all the way back around. So um, the loggers with uh, – Coach Butterfield leading the way, I think, have a really good team. Yeah, I mean, that that White Pine League is going to be absolutely brutal as far as competition goes. And it's such a level playing field. I mean, all those gals, you know, play a lot of softball throughout the summer and stuff, too. So they're used in those communities, just they wrap themselves around baseball and softball and they really embrace it and they do a great job of it and getting the kids to come out and play. Um, and then you look at the athletes that are out there, too. I mean, shoot, they're you know, just to get some of the bigger schools too. So um, you look at that white pine, I don't think that the talent level drops off too much when you get to like the CIL and the two A's um, you look at Orfino is going to be, I think surprisingly good this year. Um, you know, and then obviously you've got St. Mary's with something to prove and Grangeville that's out there too. So, you know, the, the CIL is going to be a little bit more tough, but um, you know, you're going to do like three A's, four A's and five A's and it's going to be, you know anybody's game i think this year it's you might see a surprise champ in each league yeah for sure quick note on saint mary's in terms of just gaudy statistics last year the best pitcher up north by far was tacy watkins for oh, absolutely she yeah. had she routinely had 17 18 19 strikeout games i mean it was just insane what she was able to do in the pitcher circle so yeah. i'm very excited to see what she does um this year so yeah you mentioned uh 3a I don't really know. I, I I think anybody is capable of winning 3A, 4A. I think probably you give the nod to. I mean, what do you? I, I think that's pretty wide open too. Actually, it's a, uh, it's, a it's yeah, it's <laughs> gonna be draw from a hat. <laughs> yeah. I really see it that way. Um, you know, I I, I know Sandpoint likes their their lineup a lot. Um, you know, we'll see if they can put it together. I think offensively is the part where most of these teams kind of limited themselves a little bit last year. Um, you know, Moscow is going to be competitive. I think that that three team league, it's, it's just like any other sport. It's kind of like who shows up and then you, who gets hot late down the stretch and, you know, you get around districts time 
who who's got the you know hot pitcher on the mound that gets those two victories and they find their way into state but um yeah the the IEL is going to be interesting at the, at the 4A ranks the 5As i mean kind of the same story i don't know like i mean it's it's really anybody's guess on who's going to really run away i think you could see a surprise team come out of the mix in the in the 5As but um you know like i would go to what really wins, you know, and it's pitching. And you're going to hang around who's got the pitchers and who's got the arms in the bullpen. And uh, those are going to be my favorites for the for this year. I mean, it's – it's. I haven't done a ton of research on the 5A teams yet because I was doing all the track stuff earlier. So yeah, um, I'll have more info on that next week. But I know that they're, uh, they're pretty big. Like Moscow's playing Homedale, Boise, Ridgeview, and Payette this week. Uh, Lewiston, Drew, Bora, Capital, Waihe, and Mountain View. So they're playing an all 5A schedule. Ooh. That's, that's a meat grinder for the Bengals. Um, Sandpoint's got Emmett, Valley View, Cuna, and Twin, which isn't easy at all. And then Lakeland drew Twin Falls, Cuna, Middleton, and Boise. Um, so I think of those teams that had probably the best draw might be the Moscow, um, just by getting a 3A team on their schedule. But there's that's not knocking anything against Payette because they're they're pretty good too. So, um, but yeah, you look at Lewiston; they've got a an absolute brutal draw. <laughs> I'll tell you, among all those teams, there ain't no bargains anywhere. There's, there's nothing. No. They, they're all no. bad. Uh, so I can tell you a little bit about the 5 AIEL. I'm working on this statewide softball preview, and I sent uh, these preseason questionnaires out to a couple of coaches around the state. Not every coach, but yeah. uh, Post Falls has a new coach, Katie Sin, and she uh, filled out her questionnaire and gave it back to me and gave me a lot of good info about the IEL. So Post Falls, I think, the defending champs, they look very good. They bring back uh, pitcher McKenna Moak and catcher Alyssa Krause. So when you can bring back your battery, they both earned all conference. It's a good place to start. Lewiston, I think, is going to be also in the mix. They've mm-hmm. got the Barney sisters. There's three of them. There's I know. Three I, of them. Yeah. There's a freshman Barney that's on the team, and I don't know if she's the third sister or a cousin. I didn't have time to double check that, but there's three Barneys on the Lewiston squad, and they're going to be really solid as well. And there's a bunch of kids that are on those like 14 or 15U, 16U teams that are that are they can flat rake, they can hit the snot out of the ball. So I think the Bengals will put up some runs this year for sure. Definitely. So Taryn Barney is a senior. Lauren Barney is a junior. And then they have a freshman as well. And then Coeur d'Alene, you know, Coach Sin said, look out for Coeur d'Alene because, you know, even though last year they, you know, I think they went two and 10 in league or yeah. something like that. But she said, you know, they return most of their team from last year and they, they brought a lot of competition and they got better as the year went on. So Coeur d'Alene maybe as a dark horse, Skylar Burke leading the way there. And by the way, can we give a quick shout out to Skylar Burke? Did you see what she did in the Idaho oh, statewide all-star basketball game two was, weeks ago? That was on impressive. On, and the, uh, sports.com. you see Santa Barbara future player for basketball. She's a stud. And I've had a few conversations uh, with people statewide uh, in the media, they've been asking me questions because I got to watch Cordelaine a ton this year, and they're like, "Hey, who's the best between her and Maddie Simons?" And I'm like, "Draw a name out of a hat." It's like, "Yeah, go ahead." But I mean, Skylar Burke, I would flat the games that I covered, she was the best player on the floor, bar none. And uh, she's a she's a great player. I know Cordelaine will miss her, but she's a, a better kid, is what I've heard, and she's just a good kid to be around. And uh, so, yeah. She had an awesome game. That's that playoff that or that all-star game. Oh, what a performance. Yeah. 40 points, a new uh statewide all-star game record. Um, you're doing is- that against the best competition 
in the state too. I mean, like she that's... was, she was out there to win. I mean, I know her team didn't win, uh, but she, I mean, she was diving on the floor for loose balls. She, so she was at 38 points and the previous record I think was 39 and she must've known somebody must've told her because she was shooting two free throws and she made the first to bring it to within 38. And then she missed the second intentionally to try and get the rebound so she could <laughs> score. And, you know, she ended up scoring the, the record-breaking basket about a minute later anyways, but it was pretty funny to watch. So was, <laughs> we had to get that in there because uh, she is playing softball for Coeur d'Alene as well. And what a tremendous talent she is. So Yeah. And we all didn't right. actually talk about that All-Star game, but, man, you had some some talent in both those games, the boys and the girls games. There were some players in those in those games. Man. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun, and yeah, uh, yeah IdahoSports.com was was uh, glad to bring all of that great coverage to you. So yeah. sorry, continue. Go ahead. No, you're fine. So last week was kind of the big opening weekend for track. Uh, yeah. You mentioned that big meet in Lewiston. That's where a lot of the the first like big meets of the season. There had been some triangulars and quadrangulars and stuff like that. Yeah. But what what did you glean from that first big weekend of competition in track and field? If your name starts with a D or it's Dylan, you're fast. <laughs> <laughs> I said, because Dalton Wild from Post Falls ran an 11.3, Dylan Rader from Moscow ran an 11.26, and Dylan Wolf from Post Falls ran an 11.38 in the 100. That I mean, there's some crazy times, and then there's some small school girls that can flat scoot, and uh We'll we'll talk about some of the times, but I I gleaned you know the top three times for for most events or the top two times at least, uh, or at least ones that are of note statewide. Um, but yeah, what I've taken from track so far is that the IEL is just quick, and uh, that's three that's five A and four A. Um, you look at the four A, the four A is wide open between Moscow and and Lakeland. I think in the sprints, you look at both those teams and they're there's some dudes that can fly and I, they haven't even ran their fastest times yet too. That's the crazy part about this. You've got guys like Thomas Calder and John Cornish. They still haven't broke 11, five yet. They're still getting their legs under them uh, coming out of, of winter sports. So, you know, there's going to be some, I think by the time we hit may, there'll be guys that we may see a couple guys break 10, eight in the hundred, which is, which is flying down the track and, and they're not far off now. But I mean, we may have multiple guys that run sub eleven out of North Idaho. That's really good. I mean, eleven eleven <laughs> is kind of the like if you run eleven or less, that's you're in. I'd rare say yeah, if you're like eleven three five and under, you're fat. I mean, like yeah. your your state quality speed, but yeah, um, yeah. So like you look at the hundred between those guys, and then the two hundred Dalton Wilder and a twenty two eight one. Dylan Wolf's at 22.98. Dylan Reader's at 23.72. So there's a little bit of a jump there. Um, but in the 400, Terry Edwards from Lakeland's got the top time at 52.26. Uh, Jacob King from Coeur d'Alene's at 202.50 uh, in the 800. That's a pretty dang good time. Um, he's got like two seconds on the next closest guy, which is Ben Ricks from Sandpoint. Um, he also ran a 429 mile. Um, and then Max Servey Skinner from Coeur d'Alene ran a 954 in the 3200, which if you do the lap times on that is ridiculous. Um, Rusty Lee from Sandpoint has bested the field by almost two seconds in the 100 hurdles. Um, hit 15.49. 
Um, so he's he's smoking down the track. He's got had a couple great times the last two weeks. Um, he's also got the best time in the 300 hurdles at 40.37. Uh, not too far behind, though, is Cody Morse from Lakeland at 40.99. Um, so some 4A guys are leading there. In the 4x1, so, uh, Post Falls' 4x1 team ran a 43.55, um, and Lakeland's is second at 45. 0.03 so there's like a two second gap between those teams i mean that's how fast that post falls group is um and they also ran the post falls has the top time in the four by two at 130.63 um and they have the top four by four time at 336 so um the shot put lewis uh thor kessinger from lewiston uh has thrown at 49 eight and a half which is that's a nice toss there and then reed thomas from morfino at 48 one uh, Thor also has the top discus distance at 155.8 so far. Uh, Josh Hogg from Lakeland and Jack Clewer from Coeur d'Alene have both high jumped 510. Uh, we'll see them break six foot, I'm sure, as the season goes on. Uh, long jump Chase Berg from Post Falls went 23.3. Luke McCorkle's second at 21.11.5. Triple jump Chase Berg, 43.2.5. Uh, uh, that's a pretty nice jump. That's, that's good. That's a dang good jump. And then <laughs> Caleb Skinner from Moscow at 42-9. And then Povalt, Cody Morse from Lakeland at 13-1 this early in the season. So I know they're they're hoping he might hit 14 or over um, as the season goes on. On the girls' side, um, Coeur d'Alene's really fast. Uh, really, really, really fast. Uh, Kai Triana Burrell ran a 13-flat 100. Um She's gonna break twelve, break thirteen. I mean, that's coming. Maricela Nelson's right there behind her, thirteen oh four, and Katura Vogel Greenwood from uh, Lake City is at thirteen oh eight. So, and that was all in the same meet, in the same heat. I mean, that's thirteen, thirteen oh four, thirteen oh eight. Just bang, 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 is uh, is a crazy tight heat. Um, Emily Collins from Lewiston around the two hundred at twenty six two. Um, Cadence Beck from Highland of Craigmont has the second best time. Uh, 26.67. So she's right, right in there. And then Maricela Nelson from Coeur d'Alene at 26.75. Emily Collins also owns the fastest 400 time at 57.99. Uh, Cadence Beck's in second at 58.6. Samantha Wood dominates the 800, 1600, and 3200, and it's not even close. Uh, her 800 time was 212. Um, her mile was 453.64. And 3,200 is 1049.71. Um, that's pretty dang good. And then uh, in the hurdles, uh, Damaris Stuffel from Lewiston's at 16.84. The 300 is Annika Uren from Lewiston is uh, 49.63. The Lake City 4 by one team is at 51.73. Lakeland's got the best 4 by 2 at 149.6. And Lewiston's 4 by 4 is at 409. Shot put. Uh, small school alert, uh, Isha Abubakabari of Bonners Ferry 38 8 in the shot put. I believe she's only a sophomore, yes, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, she was um, awesome as a freshman last year, so yeah, yeah. And then, uh, Capri Sims has the second best toss at 34 11 5, which just tells you how good Isha's like that's that's a that's a heave. Um, and then Discus, uh, Lily Fanisi from Coeur d'Alene, uh, le, uh, one. 12-6, and then Lindy Kessinger from Orfino's at 111-1. Addie Kiefer from Lakeland's at 109-5. High jump Emma Harless from Post Falls has gone 410 so far. 
pole vault, Amy Madsen from Boast Falls is at 10 foot. And then you have Morgan Burt from Bonners Ferry, who's at nine foot. Long jump, Katie Wessels has gone 16 1. And then triple jump, uh, Maya Paulson of Moscow, 33 10. Those are my top jumps and times of the season so far for like two weeks in. So, yeah, a uh, couple of things that stood there. out. <laughs> yes, <clears throat> as always, uh, definitely great notes. A uh, couple of things that stood out to me. I think any anytime I think of track and field in North Idaho, the first thing I immediately think of is Samantha Wood from Post Falls because she she rewrote the record books last year. Her name is all over those distance yeah. races, and yeah. it's going to be so fun watching her try to better her school record times this year. Uh, you mentioned when you start bringing okay. in some of the kids from Spokane. They start getting some of those crossover meets. Um, I know there's a huge meet that happens over at Central Valley High School that I could. I'm thinking Post Falls will be there for that one. Uh, Lake City hosts a nice big invitational as well. Um, there's going to be her times are going to continue to go down. I mean, she's going to keep rewriting those record books for sure because her times this early in the year are, are crazy good. Yeah, I mean it's it's crazy what she's been able to accomplish um she she's already you know and she's gone out of high school season and and run some competitions as well i believe she won the spokane indoor yeah (laughs) in the open class so yeah she's uh she's that type of track athlete she's just a, a great athlete for for the trojans she did yeah she went to the lilac uh grand prix in spokane in february and she ran a 506 Point seven in the mile, which is awesome. <laughs> so yeah, that's going to be she's already at, now. She's already at four fifty three point six four. So <laughs> yeah, it's, outdoor. It's just crazy to think of. <laughs> uh, you mentioned Rusty Lee from Sandpoint. Uh, if I'm remembering correctly, the three hundred hurdles was his better event last year. The short hurdles. It'll be fascinating to see if he can topple Landon Helms from Emmett at State. Yeah. He is committed to Texas A and M track i think more for pole vaulting um but that's going to be a fantastic duel i think down the line at state and then um orofino orofino's got some good throwers both on the boys and the girls side capable of i think placing in shot and disc and maybe sweeping we'd have to wait and see but they they have that potential i think oh absolutely yeah absolutely you look at ruby uh Kessinger from Orfino too. I mean, she's a, she's a great athlete. They've got, they've got track athletes period. And uh, especially for a small school, I think that they're going to, they're going to hold their own when, once state rolls around for sure. Definitely. So uh, there's also tennis going on up North. Uh, tennis is so, like the most difficult. I, I feel like, cause you can do a track meet in bad weather um, baseball and softball, as long as you get things dried out well enough, you can get it going. But ten- tennis is a suntan sport. Let's be honest. Like I, yeah. Yeah, I know I know what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I know there's some good individuals, uh, from Lakeland this year in yep. tennis, you know, team team wise, a team from the North is probably never, I, I won't say never, but it's going to be very hard for a team from the North to ever go down and win state simply because of, representation and since the districts are smaller they just don't ever get enough players to state to factor into the team race um but individually there's there's definitely some good ones i know quarterlane charter at 3a is going to have some really good tennis uh competitors as well so there's a lot of good stuff going on in tennis also yeah yeah i mean like post falls and lakeland had a really competitive meet uh, match last night 
Uh, Post Falls got the win because they swept the singles, um, but Lakeland got all but one of the doubles matches. Um, but since they swept singles, they ended up picking up the W on that. I think it was the um, number two girls doubles that lost, if I'm not mistaken. I'm just kind of going off memory. Um, that, that ended up not splitting the duel. So, um, yeah, no, they're going to be good, but Sandpoint's going to be good. They took nine. Uh, they took their team down to Clarkston, Washington, for a big tournament um, and ended up uh, getting nine medalists down there. So Sandpoint's going to be rolling again, and uh, they're they're just a good program. I mean, they I coached against them for years, and they've got good kids, and they got great coaches too. And uh, so I see the Bulldogs continuing their their trend of success. But Lakeland is right there. They uh, went from you know a few years back not having anybody to now they're like from the outhouse to the penthouse. So uh, the Hawks are are rolling in tennis, which is good to see. So it'll be uh, good good to watch as the season goes on. And I know Moscow has a really solid uh, mixed doubles team, yes. Sam, Sammy Younger and Bryce Hansen. Uh, yep. And they're just a junior and sophomore, so they yep. could do it for two more years. Um, they're both really good for Moscow and mixed doubles as well. So yeah, those are some of the things we're keeping an eye on there. Was there anything else, Ryan? That was a pretty comprehensive uh, spring. You were thinking report. we're going to be short, and I was like, ah, not so fast, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And so here's here's – Here's the deal. There's so much going on that we just, oh, dude. <laughs> we're, we're physically not going to be able to hit everything every single week. We're going to try and just bring you kind of the biggest stories or things that really stood out to us. And so if, if there is an athlete or a story or a team that we haven't talked about in a while that you think we need to hit us up. Uh, yep. You can send me an email, Brandon at IdahoSports.com. We're also both on Twitter. I'm at Brandon underscore Bainey. And Ryan, you're at N Idaho Game Night, right? Yep. So you can hit us up on Twitter. You can send me an email. We would love to hear about those athletes up north um, because that's without our audience, you know, this is what we do it for. We do, we do it for uh, these high school athletes to give them a little more exposure, get their stories out there. So absolutely. Yeah. It's all for the kids. Definitely. So yeah, check out all of our spring sports previews on the website, idahosports.com. And otherwise we'll be back next week to, to break down more spring sports action for Ryan Skaggs. I'm Brandon Bainey. Thanks for tuning into the North Idaho prep cast on Idaho sports.